shall not pass. Good evening and welcome to Movies You Should See. Yep, it's part two, which you all thought was last week, but it's not. It's this week. It's The Two Towers, Lord of the Rings. So... Maybe some confused people think that the second part of Lord of the Rings stars Josh Clooney and Quentin Tarantino. Doubt it, love. It all changes, you it, know. In all fairness, you're, you might be confused because we lied to you. Um, <laughs> I'd argue we didn't lie, we were just wrong. Yeah. And there's a difference. There was no intention to lie. No. There wasn't any malice. Was... We changed our minds. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the zoo format of the show, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this is the Two Towers podcast. Um, this week, my name is Craig Bevan. My name's Mike Dawson. My name's Richard Smith. My name's Alison Downing. And coming to you live from Nottingham, well, live at the time of recording, as with everybody else's recording, is, is me. Actually, yeah, I pre-recorded my cross and ramble three weeks ago. So did you? Um, you I'm pre-recorded here right now? Yeah, I'm actually. So you did, did, you're so predictable. So I can actually go with your sense of speech. But you pre-recorded. Does that mean you recorded before you recorded? Yeah. No, it actually and means I recorded before recording recorded. Yeah. Right. So and what does record with... mean? I don't know. Maybe we should Let's spare me. people our pedantic <laughs> rhetoric and get on with <laughs> it. Uh, you know, we have the makings of a movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme with that amount of time talk. We do. Definitely. And just quickly, I'd like to say tick for pedantic. Fair well enough. Oh. What was your anyway. name anyway? You live from I think Nottingham. I'm Trist- I think I'm Tristan O'Field, but I'm not sure. Okay. Hi, Tristan. Okay. Hi, the lesser spotted. The lesser spotted <laughs> Tristan O'Field. So um, Mike Crawson's rant does start yak, yak, yak and ends in yak, yak, yak. In fact, it's just six yaks. He's fond of animals, large ones. <laughs> so shit. Oh, no. They spit. No, that's llamas. Ah. Yaks can't be asked. They can't be far away in the animal kingdom from each other. They yaks look and similar and probably make similar <laughs> type sounds. Doesn't a yak go yak? No. No. I'm pretty sure I'm not. So, The Two Towers follows (laughs) on from the end of Fellowship of the Ring. Does it? Apparently, yeah. All right. Maybe we should have done this out of order. Maybe we should have done Return of the King next and really fucked people up. (laughs) Oh, good, because then it would have been even more confusing. What I like about the beginning of The Two Towers is the fact that it, although it starts with sort of a recap of where we left off, it doesn't do it in a 24 last season or last Christmas when you were sat in the cinema. It's just a nice um, trekking shot in over the mountains and you can hear Gandalf's speech echoing. Is that the hobbit that killed Gandalf's wife? Yeah, none of that shit. Um, And I just really like it. I think it's a really nice, (laughs) subtle way in. (laughs) (laughs) Just just for the record, is that Sam or Frodo? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sam was in 24. So. Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. He well, was. Anyway. Was him. Yeah, sorry, Roy. Mm. Uh, no, I'm finished. I just thought it was a real nice... <laughs> a real yeah, it, was nice a ni- it was a nice way to bring... And 
similarly mirrored in the third one as well with the um, flashback sequence to Gollum and everything. It's nice, yeah, but from a different amazing. perspective. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we're following Gandalf at first, aren't we? Yeah, and jumping back somewhat in the plotline. So second, again, I lied about the fact that it picks up where the first one You're Such a liar. I'm such a liar. You're the worst bastard. lie I've ever known. <sighs> so, Did you lie or just get it wrong? I just lied. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, no motive. So, yeah, yeah, it follows Gandalf's following down. And like you say, the whole recap structure and actually being able to recap intelligently rather than mindlessly recreating what you've already made. Previously on Lord of the Rings... Doesn't work, does it? No. no. I do have things to say. I'm just being monitoring the sound at the moment. Yes, okay. so it looks we'll like come it. Come back. Sorry. Okay. Is he sat? Can I just because I can't see him? Is he sat with his hands over both of his earphones with that look on his face? No. You mean my sound no. man look? Yeah. The one where I close my eyes and look all intense. Yeah. I'm glad like you noticed that. L- like you're painting. Keyboard. You're painting a picture of the room with sound. Or Do you know what it is? It, no. What happened would be is that I'd I'd sort of get into the action as I'm watching it, and you're listening to the sound so clearly, and you sort of lose track of the fact that you're a sound man on a film set, and it's and almost like watching the yeah. film. And so, if I shut my eyes, sometimes it just takes you away from that and reminds you that you're supposed to actually be paying attention. Yeah, yeah. and following the action with the mic. No, yeah, but his actual sitting position tonight is one ear out. Oh, the DJ style. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, but it's, it's kind of like half ah, it It's a weird thing. His ear looks kind of weird. So this is a hell of a second act. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. It, as we said in the last instalment, it does follow, the three films do follow a structure of sort. In yeah. that the first one represents setup, the second, um, well, the third one represents conclusion, and this is development and obstacles. Um it's arguably the weakest of the three, although I would say Fellowship was. Uh, oh, see, now I'm glad that someone's agreed, well, someone said that, because there's something about Two Towers that I really don't like, and the second act of a trilogy is always, or meant to be the best one, because it's where everything goes to shit. Um, but the, the whole Merry and Pippin thing with the trees just, just bores me. You know, you see, I like that. That was now. What you don't know is that was not in the original theatrical release. All of that was not on at the cinema. Right. That so was, was extended. No, that was extended cut, and it was complained about when it wasn't in in the first place. Well, it should be in because so, it's in the story. And hang it's, on, what are you saying? That the whole of <clears throat> not the ends bit, the the bit where they drink the water and one of them gets taller. Oh yeah. Yes. None yes, of that I was in that. the original yeah. release, and so oh, I've never have, seen any of that. People have complained about the fact that that is in there and going, it's boring. Clearly, you're talking about a different bit to the bit I've just latched onto, but... No, I'm talking about the trees in general. I thought the yeah. whole storyline with the trees is shit, and I think the CGI is really poor as well. I did think that around... was the weakest part. It was the, the tree beard effects. was weak. The trees, mm. when they're moving, are much better, but mm. the tree beard... Do you know who tree beard reminds me of? Has anyone seen The NeverEnding Story? Yes. Yes, ages ago. Um, you know, it was just... Could you just scratch behind my right ear? Oh. Like Falcor, it reminds me. Mm. It's John Reese Davis. It's John, yeah, it is, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. As if that you was, didn't that, know. I that, thought, that, I, that was I, really high pitched then. Put on a huge a, tree suit to do it. I should put on a more manly voice, like, <clears throat> like this. Yeah, you, you sound like a real man. Yeah. Man. Okay, I've just, I've just been handed a note, correct me, that they're, they're not trees, they're ants. 
Well, there are trees and ants, aren't there? there are trees. Trees. The ants were trees. No, okay. the ants Ooh, are man. only the trees that talk and do the psychic things. The rest of the trees are angry. Yeah, don't get entist. Um, she's not being entist. But there are both. It isn't the trees are ants. There are ants and trees. Well, yeah, they the have been complaining about the lack of entists What the fuck I was that? That was weird in my headphones, that... <laughs> there aren't enough entis. It was on the news. No, apparently. Yeah. Anyway, the point was, I just, I just don't think. My I'm just going to keep rolling with it as if I haven't realised how crap it is. Yeah. Whereas Sorry. fellowships, fellowships set us up with, you know, to be dazzled by the CGI. In fact, to not even notice most of the CGI. Suddenly, there it is in your face in the form of Treebeard. Yeah. Yeah. And also, there's something uh, I've been really pernickety here, but it's, it's the way the background moves behind Mary, Mary and Pippin, as well as the trees wandering along. Yeah, it does look like cool. the worst 1960s back projection. <laughs> it, it looks like Connery in Doctor No, claiming that he really did all his stunts. You know, well, I was actually I was saying earlier in um, we were watching something earlier. I won't tell you what it is, um, but. You know, amazing special effects, but you know, th- even though you can develop CGI to make uh, the most amazing special effects of things that you could never see with the human eye, you can't, you still can't do a rear pro- projection worth a fuck. I 24. think that's a really difficult thing to do. Twenty-four right? is one of the worst examples of shit rear proje- projection. The, there's no way to do it effectively without strapping the camera on the front of a car. Or doing the thing where the car's actually on a raised platform on the back of the yeah, truck. Yeah, see, the, the whole thing with back projection, the reason why they don't do cars, vehicles mounted that often is because if you're actually driving, you can't do that thing where the person looks to the right and continues talking for ten minutes without checking the road. Like well, what they've usually blank. got is a car... No, the car's up on a ramp. Yeah, a car yeah. on a ramp or a, uh, a lorry built with a car attached to the end yeah, yeah. to do it like that. But those generally don't go beyond 30 miles an hour, which looks a bit shit if you're on a motorway. Uh, yeah. So, the most important element of this film over the last one, because, there's, you know, we don't want to recover old stuff. Of course we want, we've got to talk about the new stuff. So I think the most significant thing about this to talk about is Gollum. Yeah, the Definitely. introduction. Now we get a little bit of Gollum in the minds of Moria. In very, Fellowship. very little amount. You don't see A couple see of eyes, really. yeah. a couple of fingers. You kind of see him in silhouette, don't you? Yeah, know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Now, in The Two Towers, we meet him on a very personal level. That's right. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I don't care what they say about <clears throat> special effects. Gollum's real. Gollum is so real that you could just touch him, couldn't you? Yeah. He's there. Uh, everything Remember, except sometimes. his eyes. Uh, his eyes let it down, his but the mouth do is down. perfect. I'll get you that he is the antithesis of Jar Jar. But, <laughs> yeah. um, How could you say what, the same thing in the same sentence? Yeah. I think what works with Gollum so much in terms of not just the CGI, but it is, it's the performance. Yes. It's acted, oh, isn't it? Yes. Circus, yeah. what an absolute... Oh, mate, well done. Yeah. I'm so, giving you two thumbs up here. One thing to remember, yeah, is that every movement Gollum makes was physically acted out by Andy Serkis, and yeah. then it was just motion captured, so he was on set. Mm. So the thing is, all the shots where Gollum's scrambling down a stream in cold water and banging himself to shit on rocks, was Andy Serkis him. was doing yeah. that. He was ripped to fucking shreds by the end of that film. Absolutely amazing. shreds. The bits where he's just walking on all fours, everything like that. Yeah. And of course, then he was King Kong. 
Yeah, and that, and again, the performance of Kong itself is re- whatever you might think of the film. The performance of Kong is incredible. Yeah, <clears throat> so, the amount of dots that they had on the faces is incredible. You know <clears throat> where the sensors are for the uh, imaging pads for the face yeah. movements. Mm. There were hundreds of them all over that guy's face. Yeah, and without that, we'd never have had Citroen C4 ads. <laughs> <laughs> Which. Really Which paved the way for Transformers. Made our yep. made our day that advert. Yes, it did. If anyone hasn't seen the teaser trailer of Transformers, I suggest watching it on the net. Yeah. It's very disappointing. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> is it yes, like, in fact, the only thing that transforms is the text. Yeah. <laughs> Want to see a robot? So do I. <laughs> it, doesn't it look like it actually looks like on the trailer? It's the shadow of the Citroen C4. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It probably is. I think it is. <laughs> I'd just like to just level in a slight controversial notion here with um, Gollum. In notion. that, um, if they can make the orcs look incredible, right? And mm. if Andy Serkis is doing all of the movement and there's nothing particularly inhuman apart from Why wasn't he in costume? Why didn't they just do someone in costume? Because, because it wouldn't the, have looked as good. No, because the eyes do drag yeah. you right out of Gollum. They really do. Don't you think, I think it's entirely overrated? I really no, do. No, I see. I think they probably did it CGI so they could do those eyes. Yeah, what that would probably be the reason. It's just, it's just you'll have to deal with it. Yeah. He looks like Gollum as I read him. Mm. He looks perfect. I couldn't have see, asked you, for any more. You're not the only person I've heard say that. I've heard lots of people say that whatever they thought of the films, that Gollum was exactly what they had in their head. Now that's fucking incredible. Yeah. Troy, could uh, you just... Sorry, could you just take your mic down a little bit? I'll edit uh, this bit out. Do you want me to just be a little bit further back? How's that? Oh, that's much better, thank yeah, you. Yeah, cool, I'll stay here for now. Okay, so your point, Alison went, yeah, and... That was it. Okay. No, I just think that it... Yeah, I, the eyes just don't work for me. I, that's one thing that they haven't really been able to master, along with movement in the CGI. I actually completely disagree with you. I think the eyes on Gollum are the best bit. I think his expressions draw you into the character so much, and it's the looks on his face that just give you all the feeling of sympathy for him. We've got two characters, don't forget. We haven't got Gollum, we've got Schmeagol as well. In fact, Mike, I think I can answer your question. I've just suddenly realised what, what, why they didn't do it um, as prosthetics. Because the orcs only have about four expressions. You just cannot get that level of expression with prosthetics. Think True. about Planet of the that Apes. Is, that is why. Yeah. I've just realised. Mm. Um, why they didn't just CGI his head, I've got no idea. But that will, that will be why. It's just because they wouldn't have been able to get that level of expression. And come yeah, on, part you have of... have to animate everything the... that Gollum struck Smeagol is thinking and feeling. Mm. The big mm. part of Gollum was the fact that he looked dishevelled and twisted and broken mm. and you can't do that Andy Circus is too big <laughs> quite frankly yeah no, you I know, know you, you can't make him look as skinny and little and yeah buggered as Gollum is buggered just by wearing a rubber suit especially because that would make him bigger yeah buggered I have a, I have a couple of counterpoints to make to that <laughs> argument but I won't I'll by God, oh, oh, you look oh. buggered come on let's have him <laughs> well no just that the the film takes a certain amount of liberty with the book anyway in fact a large amount of liberty with the book so yes, why yes, exactly yes. does Gollum have to be 100% down the line 
because, because Gollum I think is that would have made the difference. Gollum is one of those characters that if you don't do Gollum, how everybody has imagined Gollum, everyone who's read the book is going to hate your movie. Yeah, I think it, it might as well have been be actually making like Aragon, you know, a gay queen. So it would it would have made the difference between yeah. watching it and not watching it. I think. Yeah, it's one of those things. You don't change Gollum. It, the it voice would have been is perfect. Imagine if in the new Superman film, if they completely redesigned Superman's outfit. That would have ruined it. People would have hated that. And it's the same sort of thing. You piss off the diehard fans and you lose, that's it. But that didn't happen with Batman. I think they were quite keen yeah, to Yeah, but they've not really significantly changed Batman's inside. outfit, have they? they well, kind of. Really he really used to wear blue with a yellow belt and grey tights. Oh, yeah, but the... the the, yeah. the TV series has never actually. People would like that that erased from history. Um, anyone who's I don't had know. I think the TV series is seen as something completely separate. It is. Yeah, it's mm. a separate entity, totally. You know, it's it's not like they tried to make the Michael Keaton Batman follow on from it. No, or something Thank like Christ. that. It's not like the Star Trek TV to film series, that kind of thing. I think we actually failed to mention in the first one, uh, Fellowship, uh, was the cave troll. Yes, we did. Mm, we didn't mention that at all. Again, what are we... That's they still have a cave just troll. A, they have a cave troll. Brilliant delivery. They've got... Trave... Trave... Trave troll. Not even open the beer. Not even so open the You, live, you live in fucking Yorkshire and you can't do the accent. Oh, we've got That's beer. Right. <laughs> we have. Mm. You have. You can have some. I can chip in. I didn't get three big bottles just for me. I'd all be right. sick on everybody later. <laughs> and nobody... <laughs> Well, that might make an interesting audio file for some people. I, I think Good other idea. people might be really sick everywhere. <laughs> that would be so funny. Sickonair.com. Could we play a sound effect nope. of people being sick and then the people who only need that audio trigger all around the world would start being sick? No. no. Sorry, that... No. Would... What makes this weaker for me, uh, <laughs> slightly weaker than Fellowship of the Ring, I keep doing this tonight, um, is that I don't give as much of a shit about... Frodo and um, Sam's story because effectively where we start in the film and where we end with in the film is exactly the same point with those yeah. two. There's only, you know, there is a little bit of develop. The stuff when they're in um, the city with Faramir is very interesting. Yes. And mm. the part where Frodo falls into a crazy, like, trance and has to be whipped off the oh, away awesome. from, um, on the top of the castle thing was brilliant. Um it's all about Helm's Deep for me. Yeah. Like, oh, God. The stuff with, with the Helm's Ents Deep is incredible. Doesn't, yeah. The stuff with the Ents doesn't particularly interest me. The stuff with uh, Frodo and Sam isn't important in this film, in this particular chapter. Yeah, it's all about. The, the Frodo and story. Sam becomes a secondary thing to Gollum. This is where it starts moving over to really being Gollum's story. As a whole, it, it, it is almost as if Frodo and Sam are insignificant. Really, what you care about is what's happening to Gollum by the end of the three movies. No, no, that's oh, no. This is Gollum's film for me as mm. well. The second, the third one doesn't. Um, it's not as important in the third one. I don't think Gollum because he he loses it, doesn't he? He loses the battle fairly early on with his alter ego, and then that's it. But we'll talk about that in the next mm. installment. Yeah, yeah. But this is Gollum's film, I'd say, out of the three. So where does Gandalf get to in this film? Well, we see him falling down with a Balrog, don't we? Yes, that's the start. <clears throat> he pulls the Balrog down with him. Yeah. And he catches his sword up and slays him. Yeah. 
And then Then he, he pops f- back up with um, Melvin well, Pippin. Um, he's they... been on the mountainside, hasn't he? Yeah. He's been stuck on a mountainside in a deep darkness and he goes kind of within himself. Doesn't he appear, appear in front of Aragorn and that? Yeah, after he meets Merrin Pippin. After he, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he sends them on his way with uh, Treebeard and then he meets Aragorn and the rest of them and sends that's them right. to Helm's Deep and they you pisses off for the majority of the film while they need him. And but they think, they think that Gandalf is the White Wizard that's and right, they yeah. know the White Wizard to be Saruman. Yeah. They're expecting him to die. Turns out Gandalf is now a white he's wizard. He's a white wizard because he's gone through that kind of yeah. weird within himself. He's been bit. promoted within he's the wizard. Yeah. Yeah. Funny Mike dis- described him to me as a demigod. Basically, that's how he's come back as. Yeah. Right. He is. He's very old, but sort of as Saruman moves out of the wizard trade, so Gandalf moves out because he was like second in command. Yeah. Yeah. He was like the whitest shade of grey. Mm. Right, down to the black guy. I see. I think, is that how it works? Or do they have individual colours? I don't know. Or is it just shades know. of grey? I don't know. Up into the, white. The Crimson Wizard. Let's get on to colours again. No, the Mauve Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> and... How's deep? Oh, that's a good out. battle. It's great. Lots of action. Lots of high-octane stuff. Oh, we've got arrows. Night arrows. Night that. arrows. And um, swords and elves Ladders. with big, long, floppy, blonde yeah. hair. Yeah, what what happens with with the, the the fucking dwarf and the elf just becoming the comic relief? Isn't that written in the book though? Yeah. I don't know. To a it extent. is. I mean, they, yeah, they do. They are just reduced to the whole body count battle, which is slightly politically incorrect. But um, it's I quite amusing it. though. It's fucking funny. Um, he's I was still annoyed. twitching because he's got it. My, my axe in his nervous, nervous system. In his nervous system. Yeah. The. Um, that's that's wicked. I love the Helm's Deep battle for that. Well, let's just talk about the battle because it's one of the best build-ups. Yes. Um, so, and the character of Fiedon, which we are introduced to. So Aragon's... You, you basically got a film which now splits from being one solitary story with nine people to three individual stories going off in separate directors all trying to culminate in one conclusion, which is where the weakness of this, this middle chapter lies. Is as indicative to the nature of the story. Let's just warn our audience that we are now drinking San Miguel, which is rather gassy. Yes. <laughs> and the three of us will be inadvertently belching into the microphone yeah. throughout the remainder of this broadcast. Apologies for that. So, yeah, it splits into these three storylines. It carries on and then ultimately culminates in the third instalment. Now, this, yeah, this obviously creates certain problems. The main one being that you then lose the relationships between the characters. Frodo and... Frodo and Sam fuck off for ages, well, don't they? Well, Frodo's and Aragorn's relationship is quite interesting in the first one, and then you don't get any more of it until the very end of the third one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> likewise, you don't see any interaction between the four hobbits again until the end of the third one. And but, the, but that's right, because that's how their the book story's works. done. Yeah, and their, the, their story's over. You might want to see more of it. But you can't. I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying, structurally speaking, there's a pro- well. This is a problem that goes straight back to the source. I'm you not, see, not the necessarily is... criticizing one individual pro- part of the process. Here. The book is split into two halves, and the first half of the book is simply Frodo and Sam. Yeah, and no, the second half is Sam's Deep. The second half, isn't it? Is it? Either way, either way, either way. Yeah, it's not intercut. And so I found that incredibly frustrating. 
I didn't want the story to work like that at all because I, I don't think when I read it I cared enough about the Frodo and Sam story. But the problem is with the because there's such you know intricate stories you can't really keep interchanging and cutting between the two because you would just lose the thread. I think. So I think I it don't is a think very good that intricate. Surely. Well, not not necessarily. I mean, it works in the film, but so interesting. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. want to drop it for a second. The narrative structure that needs to be applied to a film or a piece of theatre is in, ha, follows an entirely different set of rules to that of a book or a novel, if you know what I mean. So the fact that it was written... You're, you were angry with that because it was written in that way because you're used to seeing films, probably, and you're used to seeing that sort of structure. Back when it was written, books don't follow necessarily the code of... You know, you have to have each story developing in that way. And to take a book and split it into half like that is actually perfectly natural within mm-hmm. fiction. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And that's not that's not a problem. Do you think you have more freedom to do unusual things like that within a book than you oh, do absolutely. within a book? You've got more freedom to do everything in a book. Absolutely. I mean, look at all the books. You, you think about, like, book-to-film adaptions and the... And the number of them that are out there. But then you actually think about the number... Are you wanking Troy, now? what are you doing? Don't use a pen. I'm not using... Oh, my God, I can't even use the trackpad on my fucking mouse. <laughs> if you think about, yeah, the number of film to uh, book-to-film adaptions that have been made over the years, but then you actually think about the number of books that have never been adapted, and successful books as well. Mm. And the main, you know, the main reason to that is that they are unfilmable books. The yeah. Mr. Men series would have been a smash hit. Yeah. I'd like to see Munch Bunch the movie. Yeah. I get the feeling Where's Wally would be a bit boring after the first couple of minutes. Yeah. There yeah. he is. Once what would that be? Right? It'd just be lots of yeah, wide panning shots of right. crowds. And then it'll zoom in eventually on yeah. Wally. Or they just show hours. you for two hours just <laughs> big screens full of people and you, everyone just sits there with the. I'm doing video actions again. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a short film, that. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah. Awesome. I'm surprised there hasn't been a Where's Wally C, uh, DVD. Just lots of freeze frames on chapter. Maybe do it. There's another great. We should do it now. We can't just do that. We don't own the rights to Where's Wally. Let's make it something uh, Where's Waldo or something like that. Let's change the name. I'm not even (laughs) going to begin to explain what's wrong with that. Can you find Christopher? There you go. I bet they've painted. Painted? Patented it. (laughs) Patented. Jared yeah. patented. Yes, they yeah. painted the book. Patented. <laughs> painted. Why can't patented. I say it? Because you're trying to say patented. Richard, it's so not abominable. A word. Patented. Abominable. Abominable. Yeah. Abominable. I do, and I really Good. want to. <laughs> when you put your mind to it. Yeah. I just say a bomb in a bull. <laughs> a bomb in a bull. <laughs> <laughs> it works, though. Imagine a bull with a bomb in it. Beef bomb. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? that would be a great practical joke in Spain. It's actually It's from an old computer game. It's from an old adventure game. It really I, is. I played a computer game once called Apocalypse Cow and you fired cows at your enemy. No. It's it's Weird. from an old adventure game, one of the old typing move north sort oh, of right, adventure yeah, games yeah. that I used to have for the Amstrad Space Quest if, oh. if anyone can write in and tell me what computer game that's from I'll give you my DVD collection an adventure much <laughs> oh, like uh, oh that's it you signed that, that one off haven't you much like the two towers yeah <clears throat> unless you're my dad no that's not working 
The Two uh, Towers, yeah, did you say? Yeah, wasn't him in The Two Towers, was he? Uh, near the end, in that shot with Peter Jackson in. Oh, right. Okay. Where were we? We were at Helm's Deep. So, Helm's yeah. Deep. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Where because, the people yeah. of Rohan have fled to following everybody turning up, going, hey, up, you've got to get out because Sauron's coming and he's going to do nasty things. It's a Yorkshire bloke who turned up yeah. and said that. Yeah. Well, you yeah. see, I have a theory that orcs are actually from Yorkshire. Oh, really? Yeah, in the whole scheme of Tolkien, yeah, I think orcs are from Yorkshire. And one of them even got a, a Yorkshire accent. He goes, go on, get fire on or something. <laughs> Let's kill Frodo. Yeah. That'd be right. Get a fire on. <laughs> As if that's get a fire all going. people say. He hey, does. You put fire on. Listen for the line when they're setting up camp. He goes, get a fire going. What's wrong with like, the being a Yorkshire orc? I'm, I'm just saying, I think that Tolkien wrote it <laughs> from the point of view that orcs are from You're Yorkshire. You're a Yorkshire person too. So now. it's the best build-up. They flee to this small sort of uh, keep. enclosed keep. keep within the mountainside. Yeah, it's supposed After... to be mega sh- secure, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's never been breached. The walls have never been breached. But now I have to floor. say that we have better built castles in this country. Yeah, you were uh, saying that. And we better design working. castles that wouldn't have been stormed in anything like the same way. If at all, uh, the Middle Earth Rohan people could learn a lot from the British. <laughs> <laughs> they forgot oh, the moat. Just saying. Do you know what? Yeah, where the fuck was the moat? For a start. Why? Where's your Martin Bailey where, where's castle? Your where's your gatehouse? Where's your, your portcullis? None of that there. And then you have, like, a stone bridge up to your front door. <laughs> Not only that... Silly idea. You build it into a mountain, yeah, thereby with... getting rid of any means of escape. No way out. Into the caves, but what? What they're finite, they came over they? There's the an top entry. of the mountain? Yeah, what happened if they come over the top of the mountain? Same thing in Lawrence of Arabia. Have you ever seen that? No. Well, that's great, because they've got this, this defence. They've got the best defended uh, fort in the world. Um, and behind them is the desert, and there's no way that anyone can get to them through the desert. So what does Lawrence do? He goes around the back, goes all the way across the desert, does no one, no one thinks we'll ever do, and storms them from behind where there's no defences, and fucks them right over. <laughs> kind yeah. of like when they closed off the border to Germany and Hitler just went through Spain instead. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Just go around. Took yeah. them from behind. <laughs> <laughs> they won't go that way. It's, it's, it's just too long. Buggered. Buggered. <laughs> Got him exactly where I want him. Where's that? Right behind me with my pants around my ankles, but it's a start. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. Um, obviously, to be buggered, you need a cock. Mm. <laughs> well done. Shall we talk that about one, Bernard? You, Craig? I thought I'd raise the tone. Shall we talk about Bernard? Bernard. Bernard, do you like him? Oh, yeah. I love him. Do you? Love him. Bernard. King Theoden. King Theoden. Oh, he's brilliant. Yeah. Bernard Hill. Bernard Hill. What would you? Who else would play that role? Exactly. Well, Sir Anthony Hopkins. I like Bernard Ooh, Hill. Yeah, I'm not so keen on the character. Really? You don't, you don't um, like the character. He's, he's a very um, flawed character. He is very so. flawed. He makes some bad decisions. Aragorn's trying to get him some good advice, but because. But he's so proud. Yeah, I know, and because Aragorn's so uh, kind of. Like up and a bit, and he's quite forceful in his ideas. It feels like Aragorn's trying to take over, and the king's like, yeah. whoa, 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 hang on a minute, I'm in charge here, fella. Yeah, but you can see his point of view. You can, but he keeps making mistakes, and you're right, his pride's getting in the way, and he but can't he's just done take half counsel. Redeem himself. 
He does. That's he what does. I like about Fearden. That's why yeah. Fearden and Boromir are two of the more interesting characters for me in the entire trilogy. And because Faramir. everything else is so black and white, the yeah. good versus evil, the true and noble people who could possibly maybe a little bit be tempted by this ring occasionally. And then you have these flawed characters who... Yeah have every good intention but through whatever personal issues that they have inside just keep fucking up and you can see why he was weak enough for Saruman to get in there anyway yeah, can't yeah. you exactly. well he's a man at the end yeah. of the day man a week and um, I, I tell you what it is I don't think it's him that I have a problem with I think it's his fucking niece <laughs> the the, yeah. the j- strawberry blonde haired woman. Now that wasn't in the book at all, was it? That little bit of a romance. Oh, it's trying to tempt him away from his love for Arwen. But it, it gives us mm. opportunity to go into that wonderful half an hour long floaty dreamy sequence oh, oh, where we have though. Liv Tyler speaking yeah. Elvish at us, really boring the arse off us. Probably the weakest part of any of the three films. Yeah, I would actually yeah. agree with that. But the best part of mind. that bit is her ears, obviously. Her ears are brilliantly done. I see <laughs> They are. You they, check it out. Those sorry, ears look like ba- they belong. <laughs> are you talking about the bit where you see um, Aragorn age and stuff like that? It's got some really good yeah, wires. Yeah, all that bit. I actually really like that bit. Sorry, I like the story, but it's a bit of a wet delivery, you know what I mean? What's she saying? I don't know, but look at her ears. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit like that, actually. <laughs> seamless. So you, 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 what, the ears? Yeah, seamless. <laughs> you say you like the ears, but I didn't see a vast improvement of what they were doing in Star Trek in the 1960s. Oh, I well, did. Tell Mr. Spock. They look like bloody plasticine. These are <laughs> genetic material, I'm yeah. telling you. I think that grew on mice first. <laughs> it's absolutely preposterous. It's never happened, no. No, I think they actually did it. It's the same department at uh, ILM that did Jamie Foxx's eyes. That, you know, and they blinded him. <laughs> it, it was the same people. They do some smashing work. Can't get these contacts quite right. <laughs> Fuck you, it. You saw what they did. <laughs> you saw what they did for that guy in audition. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I made a stabbing motion as if to pluck someone's eye. And, oh, reiterate that. Yeah, so anyway, this woman just kind of gets on my nerves She's a little bit. Is oh, she? No, no, no. Is she? I think so. Really? Not enough no. to no. warrant this sequence of film, which is She's fit is in a kind diabolical. of way when, you, when you're a kid and you're about nine or ten and you teach her, you think she's a bit fit. No. She's no. fit in that kind of way and no, no other way. No, Liv Tyler used to be fit. No, the blonde-haired woman. Oh, that Liv woman. Tyler's nice. Oh, Liv yeah, Tyler's she... nice. Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about Liv Tyler all the way through. No. In this film, I view no, those, those characters. His niece. What's yeah. her name? I, I don't know. Erwin. Erwin. Erwin and Arwen. Erwin and Arwen. Erwin and Arwin. You see, I, 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 I view those as like the build-up to a shag. Yeah. You know, they, they're sort of like, you know, it's the boring shit, you've got to get on with it. And then eventually you get the good stuff. Yeah. So that's Mike's take on sex, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you can find him at yeah. www.myspace.michaeldawson.com. Mike, uh, Mike yeah. Andrew Dawson, I think. You've, you've oh, got to so. sit down there, you've got to do some funny shit with your tongue for a while, but then eventually you get in. <laughs> I mean, it's. Like tongue twisters, like round the rugged rock, and then that's it, you're made. Exactly. If they just started the film at Helm's Deep, it wouldn't have been nearly as much fun. You've got to put up with that shit. 
Of course you have, yeah. Exactly. Just one battle? Nah. nah. It's a long haul. Yeah. I don't know. Bob me shitless. Yeah. <sighs> so. I liked it when the ladders went up. Yeah. That's, yeah. What? Helm's Deep? Rock on. Yeah. You didn't like Helm's Deep? I did. I liked it when they were flipping the ladders yes, up onto the good. wall. But mm. they weren't waiting for the ladders to get there because mm. they knew that they'd be attacked straight away. So there were orcs all the way up the ladders as they were falling towards the wall. I loved it when but... Legolas got killed viciously. Oh, that no, was just in my head. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you dream that one. Yeah. There are a few moments for the Orlando Bloom Appreciation Society in, in this movie. Really? The horse we, The horse mounting, which yes. you watch it in slow motion and you think, that one work you don't even watch it in fast motion and think it would work it, it doesn't work actually quite a poor special effect we've got him surfing down the stairs on a shield shooting orcs with his arrows very fast to be fair i did think that was kind of cool so did I. I saw that. Yeah. So the only reason that isn't cool is because you know orlando bloom puts a 98 minus cubit on that one he yeah, does true. and we yeah. did it down the stairs if of westfield it was George with, Clooney so with his tattoo doing it it'd be like fucking megawatts right yeah. is yeah. this yeah. actually yeah. the start of the downfall of orlando bloom in public opinion because it, it really didn't he didn't bug me in the first one no not at all you know he didn't he didn't bug me through most of the second one it was sort of by the time he got to the third one and then he had pirates of the caribbean everyone mm. realized oh you can't act actually it's not just a shit role <laughs> Orlando Bloom started to go downhill for me the first time I heard both my mother and younger sister describe him as lovely. At that point, yeah, he started to lose. To imply jealousy of, of my mum and sister, oh. Orlando Bloom, is to imply quite a lot, Craig, so please... <laughs> Take it steady there. <laughs> and a, a level of taste that we will not descend yeah. to on movies you should see, which no one is What I mean is, you know, when you've got that... When when the mums like you, when when someone somewhere is describing you as dishy, then you've gone too <laughs> far into that cutesy, rather sensitive, modern crap. No, mind. we've had this discussion before, and your definition of dishy is wrong. I don't have a definition. I don't have. Why, why do I am? Why am I roped into the caring about who's dishy, dishy then? I don't Mike, know. Mike, who do you think's dishy? I'm not sure. <laughs> who my mum would apply that word to, and yeah. whoever women I've heard would apply that word to, is Harrison Ford in Witness. Oh, is he yeah. not cutesy, cutesy? No, dishy. James Bond's dishy. Harrison Ford in uh, Clear and Present There's Dangers, dishy. Distinguishedness cutie about lovely, dishy. Orlando Bloom. You're then, talking that sort of. Do you of... think he's cutie lovely? No, I don't think he's cutie lovely. But women think he's cutie lovely. They don't think he's dishy. They, they think he's pretty. They think he's, he's a pretty. pretty yeah, boy. he's a pretty boy. Do you know what I'd feel really bad about is if Orlando Bloom had a go at podcasting, at listening to podcasts. He's got himself an iPod. He's a movie star. Why would he not have an iPod? He thinks I'm in movies. I'll listen to some movie podcasts. Yeah, but I'll just listen to it and go, oh my God. And I just think, (laughs) I'd hate to be really upsetting him. I'd hate to think that every Friday night he sort of downloads it and then sits on his own in his room with headphones on. You can see him just sort with that of blonde wig just on, with his knees pulled up under his chin, with Do you his think wig on, it, Craig? headphones on, and a with little his knees, his knees pulled up into his jumper. Yeah, perhaps he's sort of rocking backwards and forwards yeah. a bit. <laughs> With his cup of Horlicks. And he's like, why do they don't... I'm only trying to be an actor. What? Why don't they like me? Why don't they like me? <laughs> uh, 
I want everybody just think about that image for a moment. See, that one just got progressively funnier in my mind. I'm still there. I'm still there with that one. See, the only thing you can add to that is he's got the window open so he can freeze to death. <laughs> As a solitary tear runs we, down and freezes on his face. We should make that into some kind of screensaver. <laughs> I'm sure we could get a picture of a kid of someone now. on a bed with the knees up in the jumper and just paste Orlando Bloom's head on it and make him rock back and forth. I'll look into that. Stop the pain now. Right. Stop okay. Okay. So. Right, Helm's Deep is the reason I went to see this film three times in the cinema. Now, we've tried to brush around this a few times, but it's a fucking awesome little battle. Yeah, it really is. And the, the, the most exciting thing about it was when I went back and I read in Empire that the battle in the third one would make Helm's Deep look like a barroom brawl on a Friday night down the local Monk and Inn. I don't know, mm. I've seen your local. Yeah. And... Uh... Some epic battles are going on. Some epic, epic battles. And, and some people far less attractive than the Orcs as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen Theoden riding say. up and down giving his rallying speech. Yeah. In the car park. Come and have a go. <laughs> on, on a moped. On, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on his Vespa. On his <laughs> In a Kappa tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> With David Shaw blasting out of a ghetto blaster. <laughs> awesome. Mm. Hair dryer engine. Yeah, that's nearly as funny as Orlando Bloom rocking back and forth and with his knees and his jumper. So what do you love about the battle anyway, Mike? What blew you away? It just goes on and on and on, and it's it's, it's just the relentlessness of it for me. I really love the relentlessness. But it doesn't of get it. boring. At all. It doesn't get boring, and just and it takes you as you know. Every time you think like another battle is going to take you right to the brink, and then they're going to survive at the last minute. And I think this one took us slightly beyond the brink. It was you know, it, how far can they really can they hold on much like... longer? When are they going to turn up and save their asses? You know, I've read the book. I knew they were going to turn up, but it was yeah. just like when. And they this, dragged it out not, as far as possible. Did you not think there were one or two moments where, like, two of them are holding off all the orcs? And you just think, oh, shit, are they that they can't kill you two? And no, I just thinking just them. the pure ferocity of it and the pure desperation. I actually believed completely that these people were so desperate now yeah. that even after everyone else has gone, they're fighting that much harder. And that you've got to die it. for it. As that, utterly unrealistic as that. that might well be. It, it, I, it, had, it had me and you've got mm. to remember that Aragorn is like the second hardest man next to Chuck Norris as well yeah god yeah. he yeah, is yeah. I Chuck think could have took him single handedly yeah. yeah I think this scene is in, in danger of falling into cheese there are very there are very many points in danger um, it walks a thin line <laughs> over the precipice of cheese I just, there's, there's, a, there's an entire the, volcano of Dairy Lee underneath but, but it's because that you're so into it that you just let it go yeah. he's wearing a Gorgonzola hat for balance as well <laughs> the, the cheese is part of this film the cheese is part of this film by far is the, the little three part story we get First of all, we have the mother sending yeah, her two children off about? on the horse. Oh. Why do I care? Say. And we have the mother, don't leave us. And then halfway through that bit, we get another bit where we see the kids going, but where's mummy? Parmesan. It has kids nothing to in, do with anything. No, it's not. And then when they get to the Helm's Deep at the end, there's mummy. And Stilton. this is all done in, in nearly just like panning no, shots as we get an establishing shot of the area. We're talking cheese spread, really. The laughing cow. No, laughing cow's all right. It's a little fat. You can it's really thickly spread. 
And it's just another little heart-wrenching moment. I don't know. Maybe it's just there to add to the tension of a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. It's there to add schmaltz. It's think? there to pull on those fucking heartstrings mm. crossing. We're giving this one quite a bit. <laughs> the entire, what was it? The entire, the entire German, German tug of war. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just pants, really. It's yeah. just too sickly sweet and I don't give a shit they don't come back they don't do, develop a story there's no information nothing oh, well. the kid doesn't get his head cut off on no, the front line no that's what you're after really exactly yes. but no what I was, I was actually referring to I've forgotten all about them and now they will haunt my dreams forever um it was actually, you know, the, the slow motion shots of the old woman, like, looking mm. around, thinking, am I about to die as she hugs her grandchildren and stuff. But you're so into it in most places yeah. that you let it go, it just washes over you. That's right. Mm. Now, that is a very hard thing to do. Yes. To very. take such staple genre cliches and be able to wash over them with a sea of excitement. I mean... That's a master at work, really. Mm. To, to actually, only Spielberg uh, and Cameron maybe has managed to do that. And that's, you know, even on, even on repeat viewings, I haven't felt this is cheesy. It's just pure exhilaration. Yeah. Mm. And it was one of the most exciting battle scenes I've still today I've seen. In fact, because it doesn't... Am I right in remembering? No, I'm not right in remembering that. It doesn't cut away. It does cut away. It cuts it does, to all the yeah. stuff in with Faramir and Frodo, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it doesn't See, seem to cut away as long as the one in the third one. In the, the thin line game. between cheese and drama is audience involvement, Yeah, basically. The less involved you are, the more cheesy you will find a sequence. Like the more that. realistically Definitely. you deliver yeah. cheese, Yeah, the better taken it is. Mm. You heard it here first, realistic cheese tastes better. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> None of this fantastical cheese. We don't like that shit. No. Here. No. No. no parmesan. Mind, mind cheese is a no. No. What else do we have to say about the two towers? Um, You've got I think two this pages is, of notes there. This is where oh, mum's six. This is where mum's really started liking um, Aragon as well. I mean, yeah. really. Oh, this the bit where, where he pushes the doors. The open. two big doors. Oh, yeah. He's got Someone mentioned on the hair. forum. I swear yeah. there was a small sign above it just saying "ladies" yeah. <laughs> with a question mark. Yeah, definitely. and the resounding answer was yes. <laughs> and how many of us at once? <laughs> and how many times did we do that in the mansion at Breton? Oh, as many times as we could find big doors. Yeah, who yeah. mentioned it on the forum? Someone mentioned about how how good walking through a set of doors can be. I'm sure someone put that on the, on the forum. No, I think you imagined that. Well, I'll put it on. Tomorrow. Maybe you were thinking about how good walking through doors could be. I, in fact, I'm going to put. Um, some cash on that. I'm gonna put... I, I'll tell you what, Craig. I don't know, I don't yeah. care enough. Craig, it's a similar thing to, you know how you, you walk through the big doors and pretend that you're Aragorn? Yeah. It's a similar thing to doing the Jedi hand wave just before you walk through automatic doors and pretending that you did it. Yeah. Oh, God. That's yeah. happened a lot. Oh, that's yeah. terrible. You see, I, know, I was doing so the whole true. door thing, like pushing the doors open like that long before I saw Lord of the Rings, but that's because I'm a bit dramatic. <laughs> Mike's arrived. Yeah. Do you always walk into a room with both pushing both the doors open? Yes. Yes, yes I do. If I can yeah, make a big bang and make it. you all look at me, that's even better. It was yeah, just a shame that day when Mike always pushes them as if the doors have offended him though. Like <laughs> <laughs> It's just a shame that day. Get out of my way. One of them was locked. <laughs> 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 
That was good. My shoulder never really recovered. <laughs> it's still on the door. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, we haven't talked about Greba Worm Tongue. Um, Mr. Dorff. Oh, you see, I like. Yes, it. Brad what, Dorf, Very. What good. else is he in? Alien is, Four. Right. Has Alien anyone seen Deadwood? No. 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 He's fucking amazing in Deadwood. Really good. He's like the town doctor who's sort of maybe possibly half dying of something like. I don't know, but he's he's just a bit mad in that. He's that's probably his best role I've ever seen him in. Mm. I've also seen him in obviously Alien Resurrection, which he's a bit shit in. Mm. Who's in that? Um, he's the a doctor again who gets who who is an expert in aliens and does the classic thing like the guy in uh, Arachnophobia, the hunter in Jurassic Park, who knows all about the predator that they're stalking, and yet goes and leans over a hole and looks down just to check whether or not the alien's still there and gets grabbed and eaten. That's yeah, more he's in, about the film than his performance. But He's yeah. in Babylon 5, which is a very good performance. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. No, they weren't in Babylon 5. <laughs> hate Babylon 5. Babylon 5. It's almost as bad as Stargate SG-1. Oh, that is bad, though. That is bad. bad. The longest-running sci-fi series ever. <laughs> Stargate SG-1. Really, mm-hmm. and it's horrid. You just think I'm waiting for him to do a MacGyver and build something out of nothing. Now, worm tongue for me, I couldn't be arsed with him. Didn't you care? No, didn't give a shit. Pissed me off. Thought you're ugly. You shit. Piss off. A horrible though, especially in that sequence with that girl. I just think Erwin. he's. Erwin. I just think he's a bit irrelevant. I really do. He is irrelevant, really. Yeah, but I still like the way he plays it. Oh no! Don't yeah. get me wrong. He, and he I love his makeup. I just love the way that they've made him look. He does a good job of it, but it's just so irrelevant for me. I just like I, I can be arsed with him. Mm. Maybe I love him because of his name. You have a, a sort of with these kind of grand epics where you have a sense of war and a sense of this, you know, the big all world-consuming battle that's going to define the times and everything else. You know, the, the thing of this massive scale. That there have to be a certain, a finite amount of insignificant characters who would otherwise be washed over in an average 90 minute film. Yeah. Who get far more disproportionate level of screen time than they would in an average film. And this all kind of culminates and contributes to the overall feeling of epicness with Lord of the Rings is the detail that they give to the insignificant characters and the detail that they give to, to. well, that makes everything seem so much more rounded. And like Arwen and like Erwin and like all of these others, other factors that are don't contribute to how... Padwin. Padwin. <laughs> <laughs> Padme or Panda Bear or whatever the fuck. Um, oh, he's crying. Yeah, but they don't, you know, they don't contribute to how the film eventually ends. They don't significantly change the courses of any of the main characters' fates. They're just lackeys and, you know, uh, anonymous henchman number five who gets killed in James Bond. But he's actually got a name and he's got a little bit of character and he actually yeah. does a few things other than just shoot at James Bond and then get shot. You know, and it's that kind of... All these things which... I don't mind, even though they are insignificant. You just sort of accept in these sort of films that a lot of stuff isn't actually going to be amazingly important, but actually is yeah. important to just building the overall mood of the piece. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
We've not even mentioned for one millisecond Kate Blanchett. No, we haven't. What are we doing? Being what, ridiculous. I mean, what, what, what are we, we thought doing? we were out. You're pulling us back in. Exactly. Yes, but she's amazing. Yeah, she's fantastic. Is she she's in the first one. She yeah. just she's in the first one. She just suddenly appeared. Where did I didn't know who Kate Blanchett was, and then suddenly there she is. She's been in stuff before. Yes, I know she has, but I was unaware of her. Did we not yeah. cover her in the first one? No, please? not at all. No, oh God, we're terrible. We had well, the we did. chart we, and everything. We, no, we did. Yeah. We mentioned her for the narration. That was it. Yeah, but but not her in terms of acting. Wow. Yeah. Basically. She's in. But, she's in Two Towers briefly. We see she, a sequence where she's communicating with her brother. Elrond. Elrond. Oh yeah. And sort of the middle of the film. Yeah. Sort of the middle narration of the entire yeah. piece. Yeah, yeah. She, she's. Yeah. She's basically saying to Elrond, he, he's uh, on a mission to get all the elves gone and get them to safety so that they can live out their eternal lives somewhere peaceful. And uh, she's kind of going, well, hang on a minute. Do you not think that we might help? There's she doesn't actually say state, that. Basically. She just gets him to think things in, through. In so many ways. And therefore, you know yourself, Elrond. Know yourself. Why? Know yourself. Get your boys together and go and help man. Yeah, don't Help just man. bugger Which, off. You've got a job to do first. I maybe. don't think they do in the book, do they? The um, elves don't turn up at Helm's Deep. I can't remember them doing so, but I, I, I honestly I don't think they do. Say. It was the end. The Helm's Deep sequence was filmed very differently at one point because they did have Liv Tyler there. She was on set. She did lots of sequences. She was part of the battle. Right. Uh, she turned up with the rest of the elves, and then they cut all of that and put the boring shit in. That's a shitter. Yeah. Crazy. Well, but that, in the, the film, she'd gone and got on the boat, didn't There's, she? Yeah. And, and the guy stayed boat. behind to go to Helm's Or Deep. does she so, in the end? I oh, don't know. Oh, does she? So anyway, Podcast Ali, we're sat in... Seventh. Seventh place. Seventh. We got fifth last month. What's going on? Uh, what's going on? <laughs> Rich, uh, I have to admit, I, I pissed myself when I saw that you put vote for us on Podcast Ali on the MySpace page. Incredible. Yeah. If, you're, Incredible. if you're our friend on MySpace, you can just put that your email address into that box. Click vote now, and it will vote for us on Podcast Ali. You'll get an email that you have to confirm Yeah. Uh, to make it work. But that takes two seconds. Two seconds. Please, please, please do it. Please, please. Do. please Not only uh, can my mother do it, my mother has done it. There we go. Don't know why that's Mommy Smith. Thing. Yeah. She's done it. <laughs> what else do we have? I'd like to talk briefly about our birthday video. Yes. First of all, lesson learned there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we thought people like videos, people don't like videos. So, anyway. What... If you do like videos and you didn't know that it was there, it's there. It's there. If you go to our webpage at simplysyndicated.com slash movies you should see, there's a big fucking button on the page that is buy the video. Underneath some text that says how to buy the video. <laughs> it couldn't be clearer or easier or anything like that. If you have any problems, just email me. Uh, so thank you to the 15 people who've bought it so far. 15. That was lovely. Um, but we're very grateful to those 15. Very oh, yeah, definitely. And just say, if you're worried that it says it's an iPod video format and you think you haven't bought it because you haven't got an iPod, you can play it on your computer. It will work in QuickTime or in iTunes anyway. Which are both free, so you can watch it. Yeah. That's why it's like that. Um, and Podcast Alley. What else? What else is We had some audio page? feedback. Someone phoned oh, us on yeah. Skype. We have a Skype number. Do you know what? Why don't we play those clips on air sometime? We will we play those clips on air sometime. I think we um, should. Yeah. 
We can't play them right now. Obviously. Because they're still in the Skype program and I can't just play them. Yes. Um, oh, wait, yes, I can. Uh, but you won't hear it, Troy. Okay. Okay, but I'm going to play this. This is from Jason, I believe. Okay. This doesn't work. I'll edit this together quite hashedly. Okay. That's a good word. In a hashed way, I'm sure. So here we go. Hello there. This is a message for movies you should see. This is Kevin from uh, near Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And I really do enjoy your uh, thoughtful and uh, not too uh, snobby look at films every uh, every week. I was just on a bit of a journey and I listened to a, a bunch of them. So I got a comment or two on the last uh, few podcasts you got here. Um, number one. I'll tell you what, Abyss was like one of my absolute favorite films when I was younger. And I didn't get that whole breathing liquid for a nine-month reference until just the other day when I was listening to your podcast. I don't know how many times I've seen that film, but it wasn't until you had, well, you underlined it plainly. But So I feel pretty stupid, but not as stupid as the guy who thought that people were actually underwater for those full nine months. It's good that, you know, you let me know I was pretty stupid, but show me where rock bottom was. So thank you for that. <laughs> also, second thing, uh, in your Heat show, you never talked at all about the fact that you never properly see uh, De Niro and Pacino in the same frame at the same time, uh, giving you know breath to the rumor that you know it was mostly done with doubles and whatnot, and that there was never really a time that they were both in the same room or, or whatever. Uh, maybe you... I'm sure you're aware of it, but maybe you're not. Maybe I've now cursed you, and now that every time you watch Heat, you're going to be looking for the time when they're in the same frame. Believe me, when I heard it, I went back, I looked, and it's really hard, except for the cafe scene. You can kind of almost make up the cheek of one of them, but it could be a double. So, I don't know. Maybe you have a comment on that. Um, okay, thank you very much, and keep putting that great show out there. Thanks, bye. Thank you very much to Kevin Thank from you to Toronto, did he Toronto, say? Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any points anybody would like to address in that? They do appear in the same frame. I agree, oh. Mike. I know. It's another one of There's those things. There's a couple that's so... of scenes, a couple of frames right, at, at the very end. At the very end yeah, with the, uh, the dark and the light fight yeah. at the end of the runway. It's yeah. so very yeah. clearly wrong to say that they never appear in the same frame. And face-to-face in the I'm cafe. very embarrassed. About that. It, it really makes me feel so really fucking stupid. What? Well, because I said that if you don't get the widescreen version, they're never in the same frame. But they so are. <laughs> I did like, enjoy pointing so, that out so much. <laughs> so very, very, very much. Okay. He holds his hand at the end. <laughs> it's a stunt double hand. It's not. It's him. They're in the yeah, I don't know why I didn't mention that. Yeah, you're equally as stupid. So. I think that's all we have to yes, say. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Um, you can we'll get past episodes from our oh. site as well. Do you know what? We should give out the phone number. We should, Richard. Yeah. What if you is want the to leave an audio comment, there are two, th- three, two, three ways in which you can do that. 23 all, ways. Go to simplysyndicated.com slash movies you should see. And on the right hand side of the page, there's a button that says send me an audio. Click that. You can record an audio comment and send it to us. That's free. You can hook up on Skype. Our username is Simply Syndicated. Send us an audio message there. Or there's a phone number if you dig around deep enough on the website. It used to be on our page, but I've taken it off to put the birthday video button on there. 
That was a lot of talking very quickly. It was. So, without further ado, let's end the episode and I'll put Indeed. the music that comes up. Um, incidentally, there might actually be an audio promo that we'll play at the end of this podcast before the music. Possibly. For another okay. podcast. I don't know who. Right. And okay. also, um, it's not going to be The Return of the King next week. No. I'm not going to lie to you and make you think that that's uh, what it's going to be. No. It's going to be something call. else. And, then, and as usual, we're, and then we're not else. telling you. Something else. Yeah. We're not, we're not going to tell you. you. And Return so of the King is there. coming soon. It's not Star Wars, though. No, 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 it's not. It's not <laughs> and you're not going to have to wait a year. No. No. Check okay. out our MySpace pages. Yes, MySpace pages. Add us. Leave us comments, messages, abuse, everything. Don't leave abuse. Leave Craig abuse. Yeah, leave me abuse. And, cool. And uh, receive the verbal finger back, like I gave someone on the forum. Jason, I think it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 anyway, let's, let's roll. Okay, see you later. Bye. 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 Bye.